Welcome to the True Identity Podcast, where we will discuss topics related to your physical, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Nikki Romani. As a certified life coach and athletic trainer, I am passionate about helping individuals discover their true potential, becoming their authentic self, all the while enjoying life in the process. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. New year, same podcast, more content coming to you. At the beginning of 2020, I released and published a book. And in this episode, I want to share chapter two with you of my audiobook. My book is available on paperback on Amazon and Audible for the audiobook. But I wanted to give you a sneak peek into what that audiobook sounds like and feels like. So I wanted to share chapter two with you here. And if you missed chapter one, that's in a previous episode and I will put a link in the show notes for you. So I hope you enjoy chapter two of my audiobook. Chapter two, the fear of rejection. I see the best in people. I see an individual's true potential. I see who they could be. I would say this is a gift, but sometimes it has gotten me into unfortunate situations. I am also a peacemaker and desire for everyone to get along. I initiate conversation if something needs to be sorted out and like to get to the bottom of a problem so people can live in harmony. Because I seek this harmony, I too want to be accepted by others. When I was in elementary school, I understood one particular girl was the ringleader of my group of friends. She had two sides to her. She seemed nice and could put on a smile, but on the flip side, she was persuasive, manipulative, and often convinced us to break the rules. Something about her drew people in and they wanted to be liked by her. I was with Lexi the one and only time I was sent to the principal's office. I never broke the rules, but on this occasion, she and some other girls had the bright idea of carving into a tree at recess. I was skeptical about the whole thing, but I wanted to be a part of the group, so if they were going to do it, I would too. Honestly, I don't even remember actually carving into the tree, but I stood there as a witness. We got caught and were sent to the principal. Once in the office, we stood with our noses to the wall around the room to prevent us from talking to each other. One by one, we were brought in front of the principal to plead our case. I was mortified. This was the worst trouble I had ever gotten into, and I didn't want it to ever happen again. After this incident, I kept my distance from Lexi. I found friends who didn't want to follow her because all she did was cause trouble. This divided our little elementary group. It was heartbreaking because I lost some friends over it. I tried to tell Lexi what she was doing was wrong, but that made her not like me. I saw the person she could be, a leader, but she was leading people in the wrong direction and I didn't want to be a part of it. I tell you this because I went against my morals to be liked and accepted. I feared being judged. I wanted others to like me. I didn't want to seem weird or different from the others. I also saw the best in those around me and wanted all of us to get along and be a happy friend group again. That didn't happen. As an elementary school girl, teenager, and even young adult, I continued this need for acceptance. I wouldn't raise my hands in worship for fear of what others might say. 
I wouldn't pray out loud for fear of being judged for saying the wrong thing. I'm not saying I have it all together now. I still struggle with this at times. However, I'm less concerned with what others think of me and more about what God thinks of me. This happened over time and with the growth of my desire to know this God I'd never met because he started to show up in unexpected ways. He showed up unexpectedly when I was in the eighth grade. In that moment, I didn't care what others thought. In that moment, I stood in chapel singing praise songs to God with my hands raised, feeling as though it was just me and Jesus in the room. What made this moment different? Did it remind me of those days at summer camp when I was surrounded by kids who wanted to be there? Who wanted to worship God? Did it remind me of those surrendered corporate worship times when I was on mission trips to Mexico with my youth group? In the midst of my fear of being accepted, something changed in that moment and I didn't care what others thought of me. That encounter with God was another piece to the puzzle of learning more about the Holy Spirit. I was in an unhealthy relationship with a boy. This relationship started when we were juniors in high school, young love. This boy first asked me to be his girlfriend when we were sophomores, but I told him I was too young. This makes me laugh now, but I realized the Holy Spirit had a hold of my heart even from the start. He was protecting me. It wasn't until junior year we began to date. He was someone I had known since eighth grade. We were best friends. But something changed and I became attracted to him in a more than a friend kind of way. Over the years, our families became really close, to the point we went on family vacations together, so it just made sense he and I should be together. When we were 17, we talked about getting married and how perfect it would be because our families were already like family. However, something tugged at me in those moments of discussion and I got a feeling this was not what should happen. I brushed those feelings aside, but the reason I didn't want to go through with it was because I was set on going to college in San Diego. At that point, he was in the army and stationed on the other side of the country. If we got married, I would have to move, but because I was so set on going to college, not even this boy was going to change that. He was a bad boy, according to my morals and upbringing, but this is what intrigued me. I was a rule follower. Something about him being a rule breaker excited me. I wasn't willing to rebel, but I reasoned that if I was with someone who was, it would seem as though I were a part of that world. Being the good Christian girl that I was, it was out of my character to be with a guy like him. All the girls wanted to date him, but he chose me, or so I thought. Throughout our relationship, I looked past all the wrong and saw the best in him. I thought I could be a positive influence and help him change to become who God created him to be. This was not my responsibility, though I had put it upon myself. My friends told me he was not a good guy. Honestly, not many people understood why I was with him, but I saw all he could be. I saw his potential. He was young and trying to figure life out, but I made excuses for him and how he treated me. He cheated on me and wasn't supportive of me and my dreams. He was manipulative and disrespectful, yet I chose not to see those things. Throughout all of this, something deep down was tugging on my heart to get out of this relationship. After almost a year of ignoring all the signs, I found us sitting on opposite sides of the jacuzzi one night, and something within me started to break up with him. It was as though someone was putting the words into my mouth. He finally asked, Are you breaking up with me? To which I responded, 
I think I am. The next day I was a wreck. I couldn't get out of bed. What did I just do? I had the pain of losing someone I loved, but deep down I knew it was right. It wasn't until a few months later I realized the Holy Spirit inside of me was the one who had broken up with him. He was the one tugging on my heart. He was the one who put the strong desire in me to go to college. He was protecting me. This realization awoke something within me. I became aware of how God was pursuing me and was always with me. Was there more to this God I had learned about as a child? Perhaps you've experienced similar kinds of moments in your life. I was holding on to the fear of being rejected in that relationship. I was holding on to the goodness I saw in my boyfriend. But that fear of rejection and holding on to this dream of his true potential ended up causing me pain, heartache, and hindered me from growing in my relationship with God. Now I see God was with me. Through my healing, I have seen the ways the Holy Spirit was guiding me. I do not regret this relationship. I have learned many valuable lessons from the experience. I still care and want the best for this guy because you never forget your first love. However, I had to let go and allow God to do what he needed to do in his life. Take a moment to look back on your life and see where the Holy Spirit was at work. During the pain and the heartache, you may not have realized what he was up to. Ask him to show you where he was in those moments. I did this years later as I reflected on this relationship and worked through healing the pain and rejection I had experienced as a teenager. Now I see the Holy Spirit was all over it. He was the one with me the whole time, but I chose not to see him until the Holy Spirit made himself so clear it was impossible to miss. He was the one who told me to wait to date until I was a junior. He was the one who put the desire in my heart to say no to marriage and go to college. He was the one who put friends in my life to help me see what was really going on. He was the one who broke up with my boyfriend for me. The Holy Spirit is the one who fully accepts me for who I am and loves me just the same. I don't need the approval of others around me. I don't need to betray my beliefs and morals to be a part of this world. It's not my responsibility to fix people. I am no one's savior. I am a child of God, living my life for Him, and that is all that matters. Well, there you have it. Chapter 2 of A God You've Never Met. Who is the Holy Spirit? I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will share it with your friends. Go check it out on Audible to hear the whole book. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, your true identity is not what you do, but who you are. And you are awesome.